Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about whether taking a bath actually gets you clean, the genetic code that should be there but isn't, and why married couples used to sleep in twin beds. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Do baths actually get you clean? Do you take baths? Yes. Really? It's really good for after a long run. (laughs) I bet it is. I'm not a bath guy, but you do wonder sometimes, are baths better or worse than a shower? And do they actually get you clean? Well, it turns out that depends on your goal. I guess your goal is just to relax, right? Right. I mean, yeah, like recover those muscles. All right. Let's talk hygiene. There are health benefits you get from taking a bath that I'll get into in a minute, not to mention just feeling nice. But if your goal is to get clean, then a study by the Center for Hygiene and Health in Home and Community at Simmons College would probably steer you towards taking a shower. So here's the thing. Taking a bath can get you clean, but only if you do it right. For example, you're not going to get clean if you step into a tub that hasn't been cleaned in a long time. The study from Simmons College found that the average bathtub may contain 100 times more bacteria than a trash can. And that's not even including the bacteria and germs your body brings into the tub. That's why experts recommend disinfecting showers and bathtubs twice a week to get rid of the germs and dead skin cells left over from the last time you bathed. They also recommend showering off before and after your bath the same way you would rinse off before you jump into a pool. Definitely rinse your hair with cups of clean water when you're shampooing instead of dipping it into the bath water, and keep the shower curtain from dangling in your bath since that could contaminate the water with bacteria. With these safeguards in place, you are free to enjoy your bath and the other health benefits it has, which should not be underestimated. Research shows that a warm bath can reduce mental and emotional stress and even make you feel less lonely. A warm bath can also reduce muscle tension and increase circulation after a workout, Ashley, and has even been shown to improve sports performance. Soaking your body can also benefit your skin. As long as you keep the water temperature moderate, you avoid shampoos and bubble baths that can dry it out. So there are many positive benefits to taking a bath, but if you're wanting to get clean, then a refreshing shower is the way to go. There's also some controversy over how much water a bath uses, because it seems like it uses a lot of water. But other people will be like, no, it actually uses less water than a shower. Well, it turns out, according to the EPA, a full bathtub requires about 70 gallons of water, while taking a five-minute shower uses only 10 to 25 gallons. So the shower wins out as long as you're not in there for like an hour. Wow. 70 gallons? Yeah. What are these, like, mansion bathtubs? (laughs) Dark DNA is the genetic code that should be there but isn't. And learning more about it might give us insights into one of the key ingredients in evolution itself. We've figured out what genes cause things like how tall you are or what color your eyes are, but every once in a while, scientists will go searching for something we know is there and come up empty-handed. And that's what we call dark DNA. For example, evolutionary biologist Adam Hargraves wrote about a time he was researching the sand rat, That's a species of gerbil that's a lot cuter than the name implies. And that species is particularly prone to type 2 diabetes. Yet Hargraves couldn't find a gene called PDX1, which governs the production of insulin. The thing is, we know for a fact that the sand rat has the gene PDX1 since it's absolutely necessary for survival. The scientists confirmed the presence of certain chemical compounds in the sand rat's muscle tissues that are produced by the missing genes. 
So where were the genes? And sand rats aren't the only animals with misplaced genes. So you know how DNA is made up of four base molecules, A, T, G, and C? Well, many genes that we know for a factor there but are undetectable are rich in G and C molecules, which have historically been hard for gene sequencing technology to detect. There was another little surprise that turned up in the gene sequencing of the sand rat. One section of their genome seemed to be much more likely to mutate than any other part, a section that was rife with G and C molecules. So it's probably not a huge stretch of the imagination to guess that the missing genes are somewhere in that section, even if our modern gene sequencing technology can't identify them yet. So the thing is, these mutation hotspots could be one of the key ingredients in evolution itself. In the case of the sand rat, the mutation hotspot that likely governs insulin production and other traits may have provided the key to its survival in the harsh desert landscape. So from an evolutionary perspective, a high rate of mutation has the potential to increase the rate of evolution. And since this part of DNA we don't really understand is high in mutation, we're thinking that's why it could be a fundamental part of evolution. Yeah, pretty much. Remember the Dick Van Dyke show or I Love Lucy? I grew up watching those shows on Nick at Night, like probably a lot of other people my age. Were you a Nick at Night person, Ashley? I was. I watched that quite a bit. What was your favorite show? I really liked I Dream of Jeannie. I liked Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, that's a good one, too. So good. Well, if you're like us, you probably noticed something kind of interesting. In the main character's bedrooms, the husband and wife slept in separate twin beds. Although I know, by the way, they switched to one bed in later seasons of The Dick Van Dyke Show, but that's beside the point. Did you notice this growing up? Yeah, I think I always assumed that they were just trying to pretend that married couples didn't have sex. Right. I mean, these shows aired in the 1950s originally. And like a lot of people, I also grew up believing that TV producers did this on purpose to promote modesty. And there is some truth to that. But according to a new book from Lancaster University literature professor Hilary Hines, twin beds weren't just made for TV. In fact, there was once a time when sleeping in separate beds was the symbol of a forward-thinking couple. Heinz says 19th century couples believed that sleeping in separate beds was partially a way to ward off illness. See, cholera epidemics and the Great Stink in London led to hospital and sewer reforms, and they later led to reforms in individual homes. The leading idea in public health was miasma theory, which said diseases like cholera and typhus were caused by a miasma, a polluted air mass that came from decomposing organic matter. Health experts at the time thought getting rid of filth in homes would help get rid of diseases. And twin beds were a way to keep a channel of pure air running between two co-sleepers and protect them from toxic, quote-unquote, night air produced by their partners. By the 1920s, twin beds had become the modern and even fashionable choice for middle-class couples. They usually had a simple, clean design, which was seen as a rejection of old-fashioned Victorian styles and their heavy, ornate beds. You could score points for having a progressive style, since the sleeping arrangements balanced a couple's need to be together at night with a commitment to separateness and autonomy. And a lot of people even considered them the sign of a healthy sexual relationship, since spending eight hours in contact every night might reduce a couple's attraction by making the married pair grow alike physically, as they said. Ideas about couples and marriage changed after World War II, as did society's feelings on their sleeping arrangements. Incomes were going up, families were starting to live in single-family homes, and couples were having kids at younger ages. 
Twin beds fell out of fashion by the 1960s, and that brought an end to what Heinz called a bold experiment in 20th century living. And now let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that taking a bath can get you clean, but only if you're in a clean tub and you rinse off with a quick shower before and after. Full disclosure, I just take the bath. Does it make you run faster? It makes me less sore the day after a really hard workout. There you go. We also learned that a key component of evolution could lie in dark DNA, which is the genetic code that should be there, but isn't. And that couples used to sleep in twin beds so they wouldn't get each other sick, not just because of TV sensors. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. Stay curious.